0: Father God, you've blessed this church with ministries like it is written. You've blessed this church with local congregations where when people are interested, they can come and not only learn truth, but also be uh, enveloped in the arms of those who love you. So Lord, make our churches like that. May we be those people who have those open arms to receive those new Newcomers, we know you're going to bring many to us as we set about seeking to invite others in. Bless now as we share this time together in Jesus' name, Amen. amen. All right. So, what do you do while you wait? Yesterday, we talked about mailing out the uh, interest cards, right, to get some interests and so on. We talked about the survey. You need something more?
1: I everyone
0: up. The okay, column. no problem. Right on the end, one or the other. And so, what do you do while you wait? The first thing is you continue to pray. If the cards have been mailed out, that's an important time to pray, isn't it? That that card will drop in the box, maybe on top of the other mail. Or when they bring it in and throw it on the table, it'll land right side up, whatever that means for them. You follow what I'm saying? We can be specific about this, that God will guide those pieces as they come into that home through that mailbox. We need to pray for the postal service, that they'll in fact deliver them. I mean, that has happened too. Yes? There you go. Wow. How can they do that? The postage has been paid. How can they do that? Wow. Wow.
1: So we brought it up, and Well, what can we do and I don't want
0: to make- Refund our money is what you can do. Anyway, so it underlines, doesn't it, the importance of praying as we know this mailing is taking place. And then of course, you have your evangelism team we talked about on Wednesday, your little group that's, that's armed and ready, so to speak, that's prepared for when those interests come. You're going to be prompt, able to be prompt in responding to those interests you have your supplies the bible guides you need which is really all you need Uh, maybe some uh, uh, other literature that you could share steps to christ or something most churches have plenty of those in the closet so you don't have to worry too much about those kinds of things usually but you can have some of those and then become familiar yourself with the lessons make sure you know what's in there before you try taking it to someone else So if they say say to you, does this talk about, you can answer that question because you know what it talks about. You've you've taken the 20 minutes to review that lesson. And that's a rule, by the way, always before you go with that lesson. You must know what's in there. Otherwise, uh, you could be a bit embarrassed, and that would be unfortunate. So become familiar with the lessons yourself. That is you, your little evangelism team. And... I mentioned last time that you could set up a video orientation, not with me, but with somebody at the office that really knows what they're talking about, uh, that would help you maybe, how, how, how to do some of these specific steps. Very, very practical. And then, of course, continue to pray and trust God and success will come. So the cards begin to arrive. What an exciting thing, huh? So we talked about this before based on our past experience you can expect from 5 to 10 responses for each 1,000 that you mail out. So you can uh, uh, base your preparedness on that sort of a, of a ratio. So the process is, and we're going to call her Betty. So Betty lives in your town. She received whichever one of those cards you chose to send out. She receives the card. She, the Holy Spirit speaking to her heart, she feels impressed to sign and fill out that card. She does. She tears it off, drops it in the mailbox, no postage necessary. She just mails it back. So where does that card go? Well, as you know, it goes to it is written. It is written as a special person already in place to anticipate those cards. When the cards come, she will scan them so, they're, so it can never get lost. So if you say, I had a card for Betty, but I can't find it, can you help me? Yes, she can help you, okay? So Betty receives the mailer. She fills out the card, places it in her mailbox. The card goes to Chattanooga, Tennessee. That's where it is written office is. The card is sorted and scanned there. In other words, our employee will scan it so we have a permanent record for you. And look at that. They will mail that card immediately directly back to the contact person in your church, whatever contact person in your church has been registered as the one to send these to? It'll
1: be on the computer,
0: email. I believe the answer is yes. I believe the answer is yes. If that contact person has email, they will email it. But we want you to have the actual card so that... Exactly. That's the next step here. So now What do you do? You've gotten the card, not just an email, but the actual card from Betty, and you're excited because you spent a couple bucks, but you now have your first Bible study interest. And this is not door knocking. This is not door knocking. Betty asked for this. Now, of course, we all know there are lots of circumstances that can happen, but Betty asked for it. That's our assumption. So you and your partner, spouse, your partner from church, whoever it is, you take Betty's car and you pray over it, right? Lord, help us to arrive at Betty's house at a good time. Not when she's paddling the child. You know, things happen. So allow us to come at a good moment. So you go on Sabbath afternoon. Rather for your lay activities, your layman's, your layperson's activity, you go and visit instead of this way. Um, Number two, how would you dress? Well, you don't necessarily have to dress even like me today, um, but but dress nice, especially clean, and a little bit professional, so they know you're not just wanderers, you know. And uh, so dress for success, take lesson one, which we have here. Hers won't say free, of course, because it is free. You just take lesson one and her card, remember? Betty's card. And you head there. We suggest parking on the street. That way, if the husband needs to leave, you're not parked behind him or something like that. Um, But don't set in your car in front of their house. Uh, People typically will notice that somebody's around. And so, Be prepared so that when you drive up and stop in front of Betty's house, you're able to, you don't have to rush, but you get out of the car deliberately and politely, can I say? You approach the house. Not laughing and giggling, not telling some joke, um, you know, prayerfully, but not somberly either. Yeah, um, but approach the house directly, ring the bell. They mention walk on the sidewalk, not on the grass. Shouldn't need to be mentioned, but pretty important. Some people are pretty particular about their grass. So take the extra steps, use the way that's provided, and approach the house. Be quiet and calm, ring the doorbell, and make sure that you step back so that they don't feel like you're pressing in on them. You step back a little bit so that when they do open the door, you can take maybe a half a step forward, to be near enough to them to speak well, easily. Um, And of course, while you're waiting for her to answer is another good time to pray. Um, I think it says here, one of you, we're going as a team, two of us, so one of you should be designated as the spokesperson so that when she answers the door, you know between you which one is going to be the one to, to address her. So, what's the hardest part? Today, it's finding someone home. So, yes.
1: Also, while you're standing there, they don't ask the door immediately. Don't look in their windows.
0: Yes, don't be.
1: People are going to get a little weirded out by that. Just kind of look
0: down. Yep, yep. Maybe enjoy the flower.
1: I find with the dress also that she may be in her house post. If you're all dressed up with the tie, you're going to intimidate right Yep. Clean and nice, but you need to
0: be real Middle of the road. Yeah. Yeah. You know, dress has come down a lot. Sorry, Uncle Russ. Dress has come down a lot. Even the bankers don't dress like they used to, generally speaking, you know the So I I mean but you need to look professional enough so that they know you're not just a wanderer. You're not just looking for trouble. Yeah. You're not um Casing the joint. Is, is, do they still use that? Casing the joint.
1: Did you say, I might have missed it, that we call and set up an appointment for the first time you're going to just go?
0: Normally, you're not going to have an appointment. Um, that's an interesting question.
1: second Well, we have a card. Is you already the information?
0: It asks for the phone number. Now, a lot of people won't put their phone number because the card is open. Mm -hmm. It's not in an envelope. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people will not put their phone number, maybe not even their email, because of that. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's an issue. The problem with phoning is if they say no on the phone, what do you do?
1: You're done.
0: You're done. We didn't do it first. First visit, we did exactly okay. as you
1: spoke. But, but if you didn't I meet them... Did the second one because they need to set up the time that's most convenient for them.
0: Well, One thing you can do on that first visit, if it works, I mean, if she's there, if Betty's there, and we're going to talk about what you do if she is in a moment, um, you can ask her. You know, is this a convenient time for us to drop back next year, next next year, next week? <laughs> is this a convenient time for us to drop by next week and, and bring you the next one? So you already have your appointment. Um, if not, yeah, you have to work that out. So, finding someone home. That's why prayer, again, is important. try, Try to... Somehow the Holy Spirit can keep her from leaving to go shopping or being at work or whatever. Um, so if no one answers, don't leave the lesson is what they recommend. Don't leave the lesson. Don't leave a note. That's correct. Don't leave anything. Just, again, go back to your car and drive away. Unless you want to visit the neighbors, that's another story. Uh, in, in literature evangelism, we always believe that. It wasn't, maybe it wasn't Betty that God brought us to the street for. It might have been the neighbor, actually. But that's, that's. Yes. So again, professionally return to your car and drive away. Don't sit there. Because she may be inside and watching. And she didn't answer the door. So if you stay at the curb, she's going to say, what are those people doing? What did bring them here? What kind of trouble, mischief are they up to? Yeah. So pull away. And uh, you can stop then and pray again if you wish, or what? What do you do then? If she wasn't home, what do you do? You come back again, preferably at a different time. You know, if you went on Sabbath afternoon, preferably if you could find a time, maybe on a Sunday afternoon or and an e- e- early evening, or yeah, <laughs> yeah. Leave your gun under the seat. Um, there was a couple of
1: missionaries in Detroit, Notre Dame, you know, pamphlets was like in ninety. 90- and they went up to this guy's house and knocked on
0: the door. The guy said, go and right through the door. So are supposed Wow. Martyrs. Well, I guess my response would be, maybe that's, if that's what God uh, asks me to do, that's okay.
1: I don't care how many times you're going to shoot me, how many go to the door to
0: well, that's what I mean. You know, if God is leading you, then God is leading you. Um, I don't want to get into too many stories, but, you know, a hundred years ago when I was younger, um, we, we were asked to move to New York City to be a literature evangelist. And this is exactly what we did. We went and visited people. And I'm a country boy. I was born right up here by Midland, Michigan. I know nothing about the city. I don't know what a prostitute looks like. I don't know what a drug dealer looks like. I don't know anything. I'm not I'm not a city boy. What am I doing in New York City following names? But I remember one particular story. I'll tell you a couple real quick. Uh, I, I showed the books. I don't remember if they bought them. That's irrelevant. Uh, and after I prayed with them and all, The gentleman says, how did you get here? I said, I drove my little Volkswagen up, parked it right out there on the curb and walked in. What do you mean? He said, you can't do that here. I said, what? This is a dangerous neighborhood. You can't come like this. I said, really? So he followed me, literally. He protected me all the way back to my car. When I drove away, he turned back to his house. If it's our time, it's our time. Yeah. But if it's God's work, now I understand, you know, they were missionaries doing God's work. But if you're doing God's work, what a better way to go? I mean, but my friend, that's the extremely rare, 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 rare case. I mean, <laughs> absolutely, almost guaranteed. The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him. You know, I. Uh, It's God's work you're about. If we're trusting God, we have nothing to worry about, not even the dogs that we talked about. God can shut the lion's mouths. He can shut the dog's mouth, right? So there's nothing to worry about. The people, 99.9999999 times, will not hurt you. The worst thing they can do is say something that is less than pleasant. The worst thing that will happen to you. And so, that won't hurt you. Your skin is thicker than that. You know what you're about. And whatever they say, what does it matter? It's just some ill person, right? It's not about you. They had a fight with their husband this morning. You just came on the wrong day. So, she vented what she wanted to say to her husband to you. Is that a problem? Not a problem. Okay, so... Try again. How many times would you try again? She's done some Bible work, I can tell. Why would you keep trying? Something impressed Betty to mail that card, right? Something impressed Betty to mail that card. The fact that you missed her says nothing about Betty. She just wasn't there, or at least didn't answer the door. Um, Come back, And we could tell you stories of in fact, the story they provided, was a story of some people that went back seven times. It was the seventh time that they found the people home, and the guy said, "Where have you been?"
1: Oh, wow.
0: I remember sending that. Where have you been?" You don't even bring it up already. And then, of course, uh, became became a Seventh day Adventist Christian. So try again. Don't give up. Don't be easily discouraged just because they don't happen to be home. Yes.
1: And um, when I walk in the you know, Detroit neighborhood is bad. But I used to see him sound. And him some, smart, right? And when you walk in their house you say, I watched you. What are you so happy about? I said, how come you not happy?
0: Amen. Amen. So she says, as you walk to the house, as you walk down the street, whatever, you can sing. And it's hard not to smile while you sing. And so the people say, Why are you so happy? Positive testimony. Thank you. Okay, so the door opens. She is home, in fact. Uh, What do you do then? So let's see if this thing will advance. You say, Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whatever it is. And remember, you've chosen a spokesperson, so one of you speaks and talks slowly and clearly and, of course, in a friendly way. And you say merely, introduce yourself. So I'm Olin, this is my brother Dan, and we've come in response to your request. Are you Betty? Well, if it's George, you're not going to ask that, right? (laughs) (laughs) But we're coming in response to Betty's request. Would Betty happen to be here so that we can, we can give her what she requested? You're speaking. not
1: here. You can just leave right there.
0: Okay. So. And so you see what, uh, what way you go. You introduce the lesson. This is the first lesson that you requested. Remember, it was an offer of Bible lessons on prophecy and how to understand the Bible better. So this is the first lesson. And she'll say, but I thought I was going to get it in the mail. What do you say then? we wanted to do much better than that and it is written remember we told you yesterday they'll issue you a little badge um i have to tell you the truth the lady politely borrowed the lanyard that i had here it is i had a lanyard that went with it that said it is written the one i had was orange um no one here has anything as orange as it was And uh, a lady yesterday borrowed the lanyard. She needed it, I guess. Um, So this is what they'll give you. So you can just wear this around your neck on a lanyard or some other way. And uh, so she knows you're official with something at least. So you say, it is written, felt like it was more important than to just send in the mail. And so they asked me to drop this by. I'm a local representative for It Is Written. They asked me to drop this by. And she's likely to smile and say, "Thank you." That's more than I expected, which obviously it is. Yeah, it's very important. So keep it short and sweet. What does that mean? Twenty minutes? (laughs) Well, you can take more than twenty seconds. I mean, you might. She might say. She might have to turn, and so you might say, "Well, so how many kids do you have?" Because there's one there pushing on her leg, you know. So how many kids do you have? Oh, I have three. Well, great. You know, I have three, too. And, but here's the, what you asked for, and we'll see you next week. Is this a good time for us to drop back next week with the next lesson? Thank you. Have a wonderful day, and, and God bless you. You're on your way. Maybe five minutes. Maybe four. So that's that first visit.
1: If you have questions, um, do you need a contact number? something so that she can get
0: someone again I'm not a specialist you're probably more specialist at this than I my response would be no and again I think I go back to the same reason as I wouldn't call because leaving my number makes it easy for her to call and say I'm not interested anymore at that point I mean later on of course that'll be different but on that first visit you're probably better off to just let God and the literature work. And, you know, I mean, you were as, fi- as official as you could be by having your little ID and connecting yourself as a representative of it is written so that she knows you're, you're, you're with something. You're connected. But you don't have to say you're with a local Adventist church at that point. Yeah. One of the reasons
1: also, if you're doing with the university, is that, you know, was say that we also so we can answer any questions
0: Yeah, you want to we have to be a little careful on that first visit that we're not we're not yeah, trying to connect with them too much either. Uh, they're still thinking it should have come in the mail. And so she's thinking very casual anonymously, you know, a little bit. So don't be too, you can't be too, but God will open the door. God will give you words, too. And it'll be different in different places, Um, depending. Okay, giving Bible studies. Does everyone have this one? Giving Bible studies. Not, you didn't get one. Okay, let's see. Anyone else not have giving Bible studies? Are we good? Okay. All right, let me change gears here. Okay, so after the initial visit, um, you go back to your car, that little five-minute interview, time you had with her, left her the lesson, thanked her profusely, maybe tried to smile a lot. You go back to the car, and again, you do not linger unless you're going specifically to a neighbor, which you're probably not. So pull away, out of her sight. Maybe find an empty parking lot close, or park on the street down, down on a corner, and then you can thank God for what He did. But what else do you want to do in addition to thanking God, or after thanking God? Pray for, of course. You want to make some notes. Betty told you she had three kids. Is that important? She told you that her husband is at work. Is that important? She told you what his name was, is that important? You see any information that she shared with you is important. Because next time when you come, you can say to Betty, "Hey, last time you mentioned your husband is at work. Is that going well for him? Or, you know, is he is he does he enjoy his work? Or, you know, as a way to engage her so that you're It's almost like you have inside information, but she gave it to you. And yet, if you let it slip away, you don't have it. You've lost it. You missed the free information that she willingly offered to you.
1: especially if she gave you the name. People
0: want to hear their own name. Yes. So is Tony uh, off at work again today? What kind of work does Tony do? She's going to say, well, how did you get his name? And if she asks you, of course, you just say, Well, you said his name last, when we were here last time, and I just happen to remember. Well, happen to, to remember. Well,
1: the
0: maybe. maybe. Is your husband interested in this as well? Would it be good if we left one for him? You have an extra, by the way, right? You never go with just the one. Because the neighbor might be there and say, Could I have that too? <laughs> anticipate big things, you know, anticipate more than, than the minimum. Okay, so pull away, do not linger, approaching or departing the house. Don't rush, but don't dilly-dally, okay? So drive a little way away, thank the Lord, give Betty to his hands like you said, pray for her, and pray, of course, that she'll review the lesson. Then make those notes, family names, job, whatever. And make sure you don't lose those notes. That's invaluable. So whether you keep them electronically or on paper, whatever, um, make sure you keep those notes. Very, very important. Um, so what's the primary, primary purpose of your visit, especially at the beginning? Making friends. Establish rapport. Build relationship. Most important, the lesson is kind of the channel to introduce you to Betty, your new friend, friend for eternity. We want to believe, right? Friend for eternity. So it's about the friends. And then, of course, little by little, there will be those questions and and things that will, will come along. So it's not really about the Bible study. Keep that in your mind. It's really about how to connect with Betty. And, of course, build that relationship. And then, of course, the Bible study is the foundation of that. You have to have a reason to keep getting together, and it's the Bible study. So as she grows in her appreciation for you, for for who you are, what you represent, of course, she grows in her knowledge of God. Christ's method alone will give true success in reaching the people. The Savior mingled with men as one who desired their good. He showed his sympathy for them ministered to their needs and won their confidence. Then, then he bade them follow me. You see, we like to invite people to follow Jesus. And then we want to become their friend. You know, we like being friends with Christian people, right? Vegetarians, vegans, you know, people who do all the right. We like those people as our friends. But here it seems like Jesus tried to become friends with people who weren't yet vegans. Am I speaking and your language? And he was even condemned for that. But he said, wait a minute, who needs the doctor? The one who's sick or the one that's well? No? Are you
1: saying on the first visit that the designated should be the only one that's not for
0: that? Well, not necessarily. But especially if the lady asks a question, like, hey, I was expecting it in the mail and the, the person who should be speaking isn't quite prepared. But some of us are very talkative, and we have to show a little more restraint. Let the other person carry it. You're busy, if you're the silent one, you're busy praying, praying for this, for praying for the other person. But sometimes they'll, or they'll address the question to the silent one and say, man, I've seen you before. Where might I have seen you? Well, I mean, you're going to answer, right? So, I mean, but the idea is that someone is prepared to lead the charge. And the silent one shouldn't run over that person, even if that person is um, um, not the most uh, quick with words and, and rapid to speak.
1: So, maybe the one during that five minutes is connected to somebody. i be the one to lead off the end.
0: I would think, yes. Uh, pets, by the way, is another good way to connect with people. Oh, you have such a cute little dog there. Uh, and again, you're going to note the dog's name, because she's going to say it. Oh, yeah, that's Sparky. You know, you got to note that. So how's huh, Sparky? He looks like he's doing good when you come the next time, you know. Um, yeah, so try to engage with them at a surface level at first but show that you care about them this is not just business you weren't just sent there to give her the piece of paper i mean we could have done that through the mail right (laughs) so there is a reason you went and so you want to build that relationship bit by bit and then once you win their confidence bid them follow. so now how do you transition from that Drop-off study—that short, brief visit that you do the first several times—to a more a sit-down study. So, how do you recognize that they start asking questions? You see, as I went through this uh, lesson on Daniel two, I, I, somehow it just didn't quite. I, I'm not. An, I'm not sure what what the purpose of this. What, what what's this so important for? <laughs> So you could do that. You could say, you know, next time we'll have more time. You want them to anticipate a little bit. Just a thought. Next time we'll have more time. Mm-hmm. And maybe we could sit down with you for 10 minutes and we could talk about that. We could try and answer that for you. So when they start asking questions, then you start thinking of that transition. They're going to invite us in now pretty soon. Um, and they're completing the lessons. If they don't complete the lesson, now, of course, you could offer, say... I know you've been busy this week and you haven't had time to do that. Would you like to sit down for just a few minutes? We could help you, you know, at least with a few of the questions and, you know, get get started on it. But if they're completing the lesson, that's a good sign. They're, They're progressing, they're curious, they're learning, they're growing. And, of course, if they're enthusiastic about what they're reading, oh, man, I'm so excited, can you leave me two instead of just one? You know, that kind of thing, then you know, they're really into it. And of course, you're not bringing your Bible? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not.
1: Um, when I first started doing Bible study, I was a little and um, When I came to Michigan from Florida, and her husband, I called him my mentor because I've been doing Bible study. I was doing my film all night. We're doing Bible study with him. And I was doing so fast. He said, "Okay, you don't, you, you don't get this too fast. So I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna bring you three or four lessons, and then when you get through with them, then I come back and I get them. And I kept studying and studying and studying. That's how I got here. I get baptized tomorrow. But that's Amen. how I got here. Amen. I kept studying, and the more I studied, the more I wanted to study. Amen.
0: And that's
1: right. He never pushed himself on me. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he came in and he talked to me. And he said, um, I got this from, um, as a met in fact, it's from Amazing Facts. Mm-hmm. And I went from Amazing Facts and It's Written. Amen. I did all of them. Yep, of so, course. Um, I learned how to do Bible studies from doing Bible studies.
0: Wonderful, that's correct. Yeah. But, is there, it, yes. Is
1: there some sounds where maybe you can't go to the and well. you have to have a, a, some
0: Maybe our call porter specialist could answer that. I think we have religious rights that allow you to go door to door. For your religious, you're not selling anything. You're only going for sharing your faith. It's a religious activity that you're doing voluntarily for no, you're not selling. So that takes away the you permitting and usually. Well, I don't want to say in no places or no cases would you need a permit, but in general, you don't. And I know our old Culpwater philosophy was, you 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 don't create a problem until there is one. So in other words, you go, and if that somebody should approach you, police person or something, and say, then you say, well, I didn't know, I never thought of that as a problem here. So tell me what's the process, and I'll get it started. Um, And if you're in jail, you have my number, right?
1: (laughs) <laughs> so, at, at,
0: as you develop that little bit of relationship rapport with them, then at some point you can say to them, Hey, you know, would it be helpful to you if we spent a couple minutes? Because I'm sure you may have a question or two following what you've read. Because I know most people have never thought about this, what's in this lesson. And so, for many people, they have questions about. At this point and so would it be helpful to you if we took a few minutes and sat down together so make it sh- you know make it appear easy and sure and then try and follow of course that remember our old literature uh, uh, saying used to be only your interest would keep me more than a few minutes only your interest would keep me more than a few minutes so if you're not interested I don't want to waste my time anyway So a few minutes is enough. But if you're interested, I'll give you a few more. All right. If they say no, if they say they're not really needing help, then you say that's fine. And you just keep bringing the lessons. Maybe you start bringing a DVD with the lesson. Maybe you bring a book with the lesson. Maybe you bring a little card with the lesson. You know, just something to try to expand a little bit, let them know that, this isn't the only thing in the world. Like the lady said, you know, she's done two or three series of lessons. This is not the only thing that can help them learn about the Bible. There are lots of other things. And bring them a, a thing once in a while, if they would appreciate it especially. All right. Once you've come to the sit-down Bible study, what some of the things that are absolutely critical, be on time. So Now you've made an appointment by this time. You're going to meet at Sabbath afternoon at 4 o'clock don't arrive at 4:15 i mean you better have had a flat tire or absolutely run out of gas or the baby is sick or something you got to be able to explain to me to her betty why you were late and it better make sense to her not just that you couldn't find the right shirt you know it's got to be serious you're on time why this is a soul you're preparing for heaven is she worth the effort it takes for you to plan enough to be there now of course you can make the appointment a little bit flexible would it be okay if we arrived between 4 and 4:30 so that frees you up a little bit but honor her her time by by meeting the appointment <coughs> try to keep the sit down study i'm talking about from walking in to walking out no more than an hour preferably closer to 45 minutes. We're going to talk here in a moment about exactly what happens in those 45 minutes. Um, So what would that visit, that Bible study visit, look like? So first you spend a few minutes talking about the husband at work, talking about Sparky the dog, talking about the three children, you know, whatever it is. Um, You might even say to her, you know, is there some special, as we begin uh, to move to the Bible study, we pray, right? And so you might say to her, um, "Is there some special prayer request, some special burden on your heart that we should remember before we, as we pray together?" And so she she says, "Yes, my mother is dying of cancer, you know, or whatever it is." Um, so that that's what we mean by fellowship—that little time of of her telling you, you telling her a little bit about your your life. Then of course you pray and then you review the lesson of the previous week. Basically that means asking her if she has any questions, any concerns. Did you understand what that uh, great image of Daniel 2 is really all about? You know, it's not about the, the metals and it's not about the kingdoms so much as it is that God predicted centuries in advance what would happen. Amazing. Thus, We know, Betty, we can trust the Bible. Do you feel that way? The Bible is trustworthy. So if God says it, I can believe it, and that settles it. Are you comfortable with that? And she'll say, yeah, so glad you've come. So now you've already set your platform, right? You've got it established. She accepts the Bible. That's not a Jehovah's Witness, by the way. Um, Anyway, um, so you review the lesson, and you answer any questions that she might have from that previous week. Then you do your little Bible study. Now, we recommend that that not be just going through this lesson. So you're doing, let's say we're at lesson three, we're our third visit, and we actually are are in with her, that we don't just go through and ask the questions and write down the answers. You should really have some other um, resource, some other way to review that subject with her and then you leave her the outline for her to do after you've gone just like you've always been doing so what would that look like or what's an option for that and then of course you may ask her for a decision you know we reviewed the lesson let's say on daniel 2 and before prayer you might review lesson two let's say it was your second visit lesson two and you go back and you just make a sentence or an appeal from lesson one Remember, Daniel 2, that great image, is really about trusting God. God is trustworthy. His word is true. Do you feel that way, Betty? Let's pray, and let's thank God for that, and for that commitment on your part and on my part, that I want to believe and practice what God's word says. She's made a decision. So next time, I should say 10 times next time when you get to the Sabbath and you say, God's word says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days are for labor and one is for rest. And God set apart a special day and it's the seventh day. Do you understand that, Betty? Does that make sense to you? Are you willing to say to God, as difficult as it will be, I want to follow that. Let's pray about that. She's made a decision about the Sabbath. So it becomes easier. And that's what they do in evangelistic meetings. They ask for a decision. Will you accept Jesus into your heart? Then eventually they have to ask that decision. Are you willing to follow God in keeping His holy Sabbath? Because it's just as much, uh, just as important, it's a part of following Jesus to keep His, his holy Sabbath day holy, right? A uh, question I saw. Yeah. I have that. Okay, your
1: comment, and she did lesson too last week on your comment, you. You got lesson three. She Are we going, we're going to the lesson three over there? you
0: lesson three? You want to review only briefly lesson two. You got lesson three. And you have lesson three, but that's what I just said. You really should um, one way of course many of us have done is we've entered a series of verses in our Bible you can look up without anything else. You could have just five or six Selected verses from lesson three, prepared. So you don't actually, you know, open the lesson, but you say, Let's look at this verse. Talks about let's say baptism. So you read five or six different verses about baptism. That's the Bible study. And then you lever this and say, you know, this will be a little review. We've we've only looked at a couple verses here together. Well, as time goes by it'll be more because it but you're will.
1: Never doing the lesson?
0: But you're not actually doing the lesson. Always leave this her is room. her homework. Oh. This is her homework.
1: Do you ever go over
0: that? Next lesson, next time you do the lesson, you review briefly the lesson before. But you don't have to remember, you don't have to correct them because the answers are here for her. Mm-hmm. The answers are in the back. But
1: you Why share that?
0: Yeah, but you can say to them, it's just like Reader's Digest, you know. Um, if you get stumped, you have help, but um, the idea, of course, and they understand that, if they want to study the Bible, they're not going to go back and, okay, let's, answer three is nuts, so they write nuts in the line, no, I mean, anyway, here we go. So there's, there's sort of a little outline of what your time might look like. Um, again remember we're doing this two by two so important somebody goes on vacation the other person can carry on or take somebody else with them Uh, something happens there's accountability when you're going two by two you know remember four o'clock we have an appointment with betty and the person said, well, I'm not feeling very good today. Well, yeah, but come on. I mean, we can do this, right? You can get through that hour with us together. Anyway, follow the order of the lessons. There's a reason that Pastor Bradshaw numbered them 1 to 25. I may not understand that reason, but he's had a whole lot more experience with this than I have. So each lesson is numbered. Uh, this one, because it's a sample, I don't think it's numbered. But most of them will have a number on the back, so follow the series, the sequence that he has selected. They have found the best results with that.
1: Um, a therapy, not that
0: yes, a little bit later. So they'll deal with baptism first, and so on, and then the more challenging subjects will come a little later. So avoid helping them fill it out specifically. <laughs> we talked about that. Um, of course, if somebody's having trouble, maybe they have a vision problem, maybe they have a learning problem, whatever, I mean, you make exceptions, right? We're here to help them, we're here to serve them, we're here to bless them, we're here to build a relationship with them. You do what you do, what, what, what works for the situation that you're in. This brings me to another tool that has just come out. It is written, as developed what they call the cue cards. I've showed a few of you this at the booth, right? Now, this is unique. This is the only box like this in the state of Michigan. I guarantee you. Because they're not yet printed, uh, or unless they are today, yesterday. Um, So what they've done is, there are 25 lessons in the series, right? So there are 25 sections. You can see the tabs here. There are 25 sections in in this box. So the idea is, we're talking about this sit-down Bible study now. So I come, we're on, let's just say here, Lesson 16. So I come with my cue cards for Lesson 16. She's already completed Lesson 15, so now we're ready for Lesson 16, right? The subject of Lesson 16. Now it says 15, so I'm sorry. Um One way you can do this, it's a sit-down Bible study. So there's two of you, and there's Betty, and maybe by now you've gotten Tony involved, the husband. So you're four. Maybe there's a teenage daughter. Maybe she's invited over the neighbor by now. Man, I'm so excited about what I'm learning. You know, uh, Sue, you should come over and sit down with us. You should should see this. You should hear this. So anyway, you're three, four, five people. So you could take the questions for the lesson, lesson 15, you shuffle them up if you want, and you can pass them out. So I get three cards, just for example, randomly. So I'm the one leading the Bible study. So I say, who has card number one? So it's Tim. And so Tim says, question one, how important, the question on the card, how important is our health? Lesson 15 is on health, obviously. How important is our health? Well, the answer is here. 3 John verse 2. Rather and I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health. Is it important to God that we be healthy? Amen. So we're having this little discussion. So who, it, it, somebody's, hopefully, Tim, he has the question. He reads the question to us. He looks up the verse, or anybody could read the verse, and then we, we I as the leader, could make my comment. You know isn't it wonderful that God's not just interested in the world around us, but He wants us to be well. God's interested in that. This would be your upcoming lesson you're all you're introducing the next subject So yeah, here's question Here's question two, so who has question two? Well, here it is. So, why did God share principles of good health with his people? And it's Exodus 23, 25. Who has question three? Well, question three. What sort of life does Jesus promise us? John 10, 10. I give you life and more abundantly. You know, question four. What does the Bible call our body? Temple of God. 1 Corinthians 6, 19, 20. You've got to read it, right? I mean, you know it, but you've got to have somebody read it. We've got to hear the verse. Now, these questions parallel the questions actually in the lesson. They're quite similar, quite close. But the idea is they haven't done the lesson yet. The lesson becomes a review. We do this in school. You stand up and you do the lecture. Then you send them home and you say, "No, do this homework, which will review the lecture I just gave you. Right? So that's the whole idea here. Pathfinders, prayer meeting, fellowship times, Sabbath worship, in the car. I mean, these have endless uses, but this is really what it was designed for. Small groups, uh, introducing people to the Bible. Do you think that works? Do you think that's helpful? So these, you'd only have to buy one box. See, that's what's different here. You only have to buy one box, where with the lessons, you have to buy them you know, for each student. Um, So these are a little more expensive, as you can imagine, but it's like a game. You buy it once and you have it for life, as long as you get the cards back. They're $25 a box, and if you order them soon, they're offering them shipping free, free shipping. So, by the way, did anybody not get their name on the list yesterday? Um, We can pass this kind of around, and whoever didn't, it's a new one. Um, But same thing, if you put your name on it yesterday, you don't have to do it again. Alright, so let's talk here. Where am I clicking here. So again, you make sure you're familiar with the lesson before you start out. You come with your partner, you have the lesson that you're gonna leave with the Bible study interest, and of course, then you have just you don't need to bring the box, just the little pack of cue cards for that day. And you pray, of course, you show the cards, you explain the process, how you're gonna do this. They suggest shuffling the cards, distribute them out you know, equally to whoever is present, and then uh, begin to read them. Yes? People,
1: are you suggesting that this is a group study, not an individual?
0: Well, even if it is, the two of you and, the, and Betty, okay. so you so now you're three. Assistants. Yeah, and you just, we're fellowshipping together. Okay. We're learning together. We're growing together. Maybe this is the first time I've ever read this verse. No, it isn't, but to her, she doesn't know. I mean, not that you want to appear that way, but my point is we're, we're growing together. We're learning together. Um, they suggest the same person read the text that reads the question, um, and of course you let that student or that person express what they think the answer is to the question they've read the verse they've read the question but what is the answer now and maybe not a one uh, word answer and then of course you may have some comment as to the reason that you're reading that verse you know sometimes you have to get the bigger picture it's not just yes or no why is it yes and why is that important the image of Daniel is not about the kingdoms it's about God can be trusted that's the bigger theme there um, and then, of course, conclude with a summary and leave the lesson, and end with prayer. All right. Any questions that I might help you with? It is written.
1: Yeah. You get a project question. What do we believe about dinosaurs? Happens a lot. Yeah. I yep. mean, yep. not just dinosaurs. They go way off in the. That's fine. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to bring them it back. It's hard to say, well, let, you know, especially dinosaurs, you can't say that's coming up in
0: the next, in another you got
1: to get out of it. Yes. That could ruin the whole thing.
0: One way to answer that is, you know, we're here to study the Bible together. And that's not a subject the Bible talks a lot about. And so let's have that discussion another time. Let's have that discussion another time.
1: Um, since health is an integral part of this one, it's important for Bible study for our uh, Bible study. Uh, is question: Is is cooking getting uh, people in the group and help them you know, teach them mm-hmm. how to cook something? Is a good motivation for Bible study? Uh,
0: I may not understand the question. Let me try. Yesterday, I don't think you were here, but we talked a little bit about events as a way to find or develop Bible studies. So a cooking class or teaching people how to cook is a good way to find interest. They like you, that you fix good food. So they like you, <laughs> it's a good way to be liked, right? Um, they, yeah, they like you because you fix good food and they've learned some things from you that way. And so then as you offer them Bible studies, they may say yes, and so you can lead them on. That's one, maybe that's not your question. The other question may be, as you're having Bible studies, would doing some sort of a little cooking thing with them be helpful? And for me, that would not be helpful at all. I'm not a cook. So, if that's your talent, and you're dealing with a woman, and you think that that would, uh, you know, or a man that's interested in cooking, um, that might work. Um, So again, you have to go case by case. Um, You know, for a man helping the man... As an interest uh, method, as a way to find interest, fantastic. I mean, the smoking cessation, the stress reduction programs, whatever, they're all good programs. And then you try to filter out of that those people that are arrested in Bible study usually when we're doing Bible study, we want to kind of stay with it. Now, if you want to do a cooking thing as well, my suggestion personally would merely be do it at another time. So we do our our Bible study Sabbath afternoon at 4 o'clock. I'm just using that as my example. And so you say to her as a lady, working with a lady, you say, you know, I love making, I don't know what's, peanut butter cookies yeah we think of desserts um, you know maybe we could get together sometime and do that you know and, and so you schedule that on Tuesday evening or whatever but you still do your Saturday four o'clock uh, Bible study as a separate uh, event would be my suggestion yeah been helpful that
1: church if you have like tasting events Events or if you have a session, seminar or another, or a know a you later, are coming up yep. for the conversation. Kind of know those dates because that would be sooner rather than later. Those lifestyle improvement. they have other concerns on the car. Yes, and overall, like pop up sooner rather than later. Having forty million knowing that, you can invite me out this we've got a taste of that going on Just here in the community. I can give you information during that next time.
0: The only thing, of course, to watch there is that that's identifying you with the church. So if you think your interest is ready for that, that's fine. But that's the advantage. See if it's gone the other way, where they came to that event, now you go to the Bible study, that's not a problem. You can invite them to the next event very easily. There's no, no concern. Okay. Who else?
1: My uh... are based on my experience, by it could be very boring just question and answer. Is there another way um Bible study to be conducted where um, um, the members that will be, you know, motivated.
0: Well I think this right here is one way that certainly does help, where we just suggested you give each person a question and we read around instead of it always being, you know, like you say, just the same uh, question and response kind of answer. Uh, and maybe you can come up with some other creative ways um, to, to contact people. Um, here's a little flyer you can pass back that...
1: You know, I was told that if you, um, if you want to come in, and what she was saying, if you come in with enthusiasm, you know, with a smile on your face, and you're excited about the Bible lesson, your students automatically pick up on that. That's you know? true. And it, it makes them want to, well, I want that, I want to, oh, you is. know, I want that. And, yeah. And, and well, in I, my Bible study that I do, my, my students love the cars. i, I only own I through present. The lesson, but I said, I'll take it. So. I said, Me and his neighbor, the prophet. And he said, Well, does Satan listen to your thoughts? And so I told the lady, I said, You talk to you." I said, and I, say, and I, like I said, That's Satan, you know? And I, say, and, and I said, Think about it like this. You're driving down the road, and you're trying to ask him, Oh, Lord, help me. So get in the car, and he's driving. And then when you say, Oh, I can do that, God ain't gonna say, it. Well, you know what happened the last time you did it and he gonna give you the wheel. You know, and this is how I incorporate yeah. illustrate. Yeah. Try, Try and, make and make it my come life. alive. I teach a dog.
0: No, it's it's uh yeah, you're right. And some of us though are more talented at teaching than others, and we understand that. Um but God will bless our efforts. That's the point. If if God leads you to be able to do this kind of thing, He'll he'll give you the fitness. Uh, there's some quotes from Ellen White, you know, where he, he, she says the the fitness comes as we put the armor on. In other words, are you a martyr? Are you willing to die for your faith? Do you need to? Well, so you're probably not equipped to do that. But if that time ever came, God might give you what you need. You follow what I'm saying? As we stand for God today, we're preparing to be that should that ever be needed. But we don't need that kind of faith probably today because we're not being asked for that. All right? Yes, Carol. What I've learned is that God
1: God just expects us to do what He's asked us to do. Water, plant the seed, and most of the time, not even water He's the waterer
0: love people love people and again that's easier for some of us than others to express you know to show that we love people that we love them especially for us men we have to find ways to do that i mean you women can hug each other and all that stuff so easily and you know for us it's a little bit different but the point is If people know we care, if they know we love them, they may not agree with everything we say or everything we teach or whatever, and that's fine. But if they know we love them, we can continue the relationship until maybe they can intellectually understand some of what we stand for and are teaching and sharing with them. Let's conclude. Father God, we're so thankful that we had these few moments to share together these past three days. Lord, it's only been an introduction. Many of us have many questions still, and certainly we have fears. And Father, I just pray that somehow through something we've shared, that we've been able to gain the courage to do something more for you in our local community so that we can have friends forever with us in your kingdom. Bless this little group, we pray. Bless the, the churches all around the Michigan Conference in Jesus' name.